What's up there, youth workers? Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net, here with another episode of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Hope that you're doing well today. Hope that you're enjoying the cool weather, maybe, wherever you might be. I know I am. I love putting on a sweatshirt and just kind of hanging out and enjoy the weather a little bit. Have not had any pumpkin spice coffee or pumpkin spice anything yet. I don't know if that gets me kicked out of the youth pastor club, uh, for not having having that, but that's just where I'm at. I, I haven't had any yet. I haven't had a chance. Usually I'm, I'm slightly motivated to do that, but not recently. But if my youth pastor card is on the line, I will do my best to get some pumpkin spice something in the next week or so. And that way I can maintain <laughs> the quality of this of this podcast and be regarded and highly esteemed in your eyes. If you're brand new to the show, Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you trying it out. And if you enjoy it by the end, be sure to go ahead and click that subscribe button and you'll get an episode every week. And if you are a regular, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you being a part of the show. And uh, you are the backbone of what goes on here. You are the ones who show up no matter what. And say, I'm going to listen to the podcast today. Even if what Paul shares is ridiculous, <laughs> you still show up. And I'm thankful for it. Uh, I do my best to not be ridiculous. I try to give you the best that I have, and I hope that uh, I hope it's good enough. I hope it's good enough for you. So I'm bringing back the motion metrics. So if you're interested in who's listening to this podcast, as I am, I'm going to give you some of the uh, top people, top cities, top countries, uh, top person, person, Illistep. Illistep is back at number one here, listening to some more episodes. Thank you so much, Illistep. Top cities, Norton. Matthews and Coleman. Now, Coleman, I know where that is because that's here in Alabama. And so if you're in Coleman, thank you so much. And the top three countries, the United States, the UK, and Germany. I noticed that Glasgow, Glasgow is listening. So thank you, Glasgow. Appreciate you being here. And London, thank you for listening. Love the people in the UK. And I uh, hope you're enjoying some of the American football that we're sending you. <laughs> I don't know if you do or not. Maybe just the Americans that are living in uh, in the UK enjoy it. But maybe there's some some UK people that enjoy it. I don't know. But if you are from the UK and you enjoy it, well, send me an email. Project at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know. Yes. Love the American football that you're, you're bringing over to our country. So I have a little four-part series going on here right now talking about The Process, which is my new discipleship series for students. And uh, I am sharing with you guys, the youth pastors, because I think unless you are getting it for your own life, teaching it uh, will not be sufficient. It's something that the youth worker themselves have to work on and say, okay, I understand the process in my life so that I can be able to pass on that process to others. And if you are interested in that, I am giving away a free lesson. I tried a free lesson from the series. This is about troubles and trials and how they play a part in that discipleship process. And if you've not listened to the episode, it's the one right before this. It is uh, the process is the fire of youth work. And so if you're interested in listening to that uh, episode, uh, I'll, you can just find that episode right there wherever you're listening to this podcast. And it's the episode before this one. And you can listen to that. And then you say, well, I'd like the, uh, the lesson. Once you've kind of worked it out in your own life, you say, well, wow, this is really something I want to teach my students. Well, then you can go ahead and grab yourself a free lesson on that very subject. And you can also be a part of my newsletter. Just sign up for the newsletter and you'll get the free lesson. And then you're going to get videos, 
articles, Instagram pick of the week, tweet of the week, all that kind of good stuff in your email box twice a month. So if you're interested in that, I'll put a link down in the show notes. All right. One more thing before I jump into today's episode, I read just recently, uh, there is a picture going around the youth ministry circles that's of a sticker that a youth pastor made for his, his students, I imagine. And, uh, it says, I heart hot youth pastors. And I don't think I'm going to do a whole episode on that. I really don't. I, I just, I don't think that's necessary, but I just want to say that the answer is no, just say no to that. It was a play. As I read the article, it's, I'll put an article down to the, you know, down in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. But the deal is, listen, he was, he was trying to, you know, make a play on, I love heart mom. Uh, I love hot moms. And so I love hot youth pastors. No, 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 not going to do that. So let me encourage you to uh, have a vetting process that if you have a good idea and you think it's a good idea, you should probably share that idea with six other people. Uh, three of them should be uh, female. One of them should be your pastor. One of them should be your significant other. And the other one uh, should be a good friend willing to tell you the truth. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Like I said, this is part two of a series called The Process. And today's part is about the hammer, the hammer of youth work. Now, the Bible is the youth pastor's main tool or should be the main tool in laying the foundation for a lifetime relationship with Jesus. The Bible makes you and then you make disciples. The Bible is the hammer and you are the unformed steel. The hammer represents both God's written word and the voice of the Holy Spirit. Both of those things shape our internal compass with the hope that our steps lead to a more Christ-like life. The Bible calls this sanctification. Students do not read their Bible often enough to understand the ramifications of not reading their Bibles. They just know reading Bible good, not reading Bible bad. You on the other hand, know what you're missing out on if you avoid or become forgetful in spending time in God's Word. The hammer is a visual of God's intent to shape you and make you not only with the written Word, but being led by the Holy Spirit. Scripture says, Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Jeremiah 23, 29. The power of God's word is likened to a hammer that breaks rock, but sadly, the Bible has been relegated to a life management tool grouped together with whatever productivity apps we use to chisel our lives to perfection. Your students will pick up from your life and messages how you view scripture. Do they see you as someone who uses the Bible as a way to tamp down on your sinful behavior, as in the game Whack-A-Mole? Or do they see you using Scripture as a vehicle of spiritual formation? God, the blacksmith, doesn't use the hammer to beat the metal into submission, as if the hammer or God hated it. But it uses the hammer to shape with love and integrity the metal to a desired end. The crafter and the crafted have mutual goals. You want to know what God's purpose is for you, and God is trying to bring out that purpose through his word. The tool you use to shape students must shape you first. Before you wield the hammer, you must first place yourself under it. Youth pastors throw around the phrase, spending time in God's word to students. But what if it's not about time spent, but depth? Reading God's Word is one thing. Studying God's Word 
is another, and meditating on God's Word is another. Yes, you can do all three, but it is the latter that forms and shapes beliefs, convictions, and behavior. So how can you create a space where your kids can meditate on God's Word more? You can create a space in your weekly youth meeting with things like prayer stations, which I just use with our students. You can let scripture roll on the screen before service as a part of worship. You can use responsive readings, or you could write down the scriptures you're going to be using for the night on a marker board or up on the screen, wherever you have it, and have kids look those up before service and start to think about what you're going to teach on. So let me ask you, when was the last time you read God's word and it hit you like a hammer? When did you last feel a part of you bend in a way that you knew wasn't going back the way it was? God's word has that kind of effect. It affected Peter when Jesus said, feed my sheep and get behind me, Satan. It affected Gideon when an angel of the Lord called him a mighty man of valor. It affected the woman in adultery when Jesus told her, neither do I condemn you. When was the last time God's word affected you? Now, listen, this is not a condemnation for you not reading your Bible or for only reading the Bible when you need to preach a message. This is a reminder that the hammer of God's word is always ready to shape you if you're willing to let it. And that's it for today, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for listening in today. And once again, I hope you hear my heart. Uh, None of this today was a condemnation. None of this was a judgment. This is simply saying, you know what? God is in the business of shaping lives and he wants to shape your life. He wants to continue shaping it so you can continue to shape the lives of others. So listen, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, well, let me tell you, you heard it from me. You're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.